0: Hi, I'm April Lovett.
1: And I'm Daryl Lovett.
0: We've been together for six years. and We have a sweet and sassy little girl, an adorable and talkative little boy, and our first child, our dog, Lainey.
1: That's right. We also work our nine to five jobs together. We teach together and we own the Lovett Company.
0: We do so much together and we wanted to share some of our tips and tricks for living out our 24-7 relationship.
1: That's right. A relationship that is all day, every day.
0: Plus, we wanted to share with you how we managed to run our business alongside full-time jobs and still find time for kids, chores, and fun. So in this podcast, the Success in Black and White podcast, we will talk about navigating the gray in life.
1: So get ready, get ready, get ready. We're going to be bringing to you Real Talk concepts every week as we share some of our stories, best practices, as well as talk to guests about how they found success by doing extraordinary things in their everyday lives.
0: Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Success in Black and White,
1: the podcast. We are back in the house one more again. What's up everybody? We was just having a small conversation before we started to record about what April?
0: About what my amazing husband is wearing tonight. Oh yeah. So let's talk about your let's talk about your hands first. All right. What is on your hands for so, those who can't see you?
1: For the people who can't see I have on my feedback gloves. You he know what I'm saying? He literally
0: has on winter gloves. It's June. He has on winter gloves. Hey, these on my gloves. <laughs> what are my feedback gloves. What are feedback gloves?
1: Feedback gloves. You know, anytime you give feedback and somebody's not open to accepting the feedback and they want to box you, you got to be prepared. So I don't want to get my hands messed up or dirty. So I got my feedback gloves on.
0: This has never happened to me.
1: You know what I'm saying? That's good for you. I ain't never had to put on the feedback gloves. And that's good for you. Hey, for anybody that's listening that know me, if you ever are in conversation with me and I'm providing you with feedback and I pull out the feedback gloves, best to believe you are in trouble.
0: Yeah, you're going to get boxed with some no gloves. I
1: might be ready. You know, it depends on how it goes. And- Because they're snow gloves, everybody (laughs) understand that they have a lot of cushion in them. The cushion isn't to protect you. It's to protect my hands. The feedback gloves tonight, baby. Oh, yeah.
0: So we are talking about the feedback gloves because tonight's episode is all about giving feedback. Yes. And the reason that we're doing this episode is that we have both had a couple coaching clients lately that have asked us specifically about feedback they've gotten at work. And so Mm -hmm. the second part of this episode, which you guys will hear next week is about how to best receive feedback. Mm -hmm. But we wanted to talk to people about how to give appropriate feedback. Um, And so we're excited for that. But I, before we even jump into that, I really want to point out that your shirt is a really good (laughs) representation (laughs) Of feedback.
1: Oh, yeah. For anybody that's watching or not watching on YouTube. I'm showing everybody on YouTube, but boom.
0: (laughs) It says sarcastic comment loading.
1: Please wait. Please wait. Which
0: is really funny when he wears this because you see people, like, look at his shirt and then they don't want to, like, say anything to you about (laughs) it because you're intimidating and then they think you're going to say something sarcastic to them, so...
1: I don't know how or why I'm intimidating. Like, I usually don't walk around with my thinking cap on and my (laughs) feedback gloves. gloves. So, like, right now, if I walked out into these streets, like, people probably would look at me funny with my sarcastic comment loading shirt on, with my thinking cap on, and my feedback gloves.
0: You look... Somebody would
1: probably call the police on me right now if I walked out like this.
0: (laughs) Yes, they probably would. And we can get into that in another episode Series. All right. Okay. Okay.
1: So how do you want to tackle this?
0: So I definitely want to talk about feedback and I want to jump right in because we have so many good points yes. and you have a story that you want to share that I heard very briefly and not in very great detail a long time ago. So I'm kind of excited to hear it. Um, kind of a story from your past about feedback, right? Yeah,
1: absolutely. So, um, to give as much context as possible, but also not calling anybody out or putting anybody on the spot Um, I worked for a particular organization a while back and one day I came into work and everyone was kind of you know in a panic mode and was kind of anxious and I could feel the energy in the space and it wasn't positive energy and a lot of people were concerned and worried so um, I went and I asked you know one of the employees there hey what's going on why is everyone so you know, antsy and anxious. And they said, go read your email. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Mm -mm -mm. So I was like, oh, no. Like what happened? So I went and I opened up my email and I read it. And then I read it again and then I read it again and then I understood. And after I read the email, um, which I'm going to do live here, um, I had to come back out. And kind of get my team together and reassure them that, hey, everything is okay. We're going to figure out a way to get through this and we are going to come out on a better end of this situation.
0: Just to set the context in the scene a little bit more, because I actually don't know this. Were you like a mid-level manager at that point? Yeah. Okay, So you were kind of in the middle. You oversaw. How many people did you oversee?
1: Oh, man. Um, So directly, I oversaw about six. People directly and indirectly it kind of branched down Um, and then when you include volunteers it was probably close to a little over 100 people total
0: okay and then was it primarily like customer service type of jobs or like
1: yeah it encompassed all of that um, because we were the providers of the service which just happened to be Programs and facilities go Mm -hmm. figure Mm -hmm. Um, so we provided programs for people to come in and partake in recreational activities and we also provided um, you know different services that came along with that.
0: Okay. All right, so you walk into work.
1: Yeah, I walk into work.
0: Everybody's on edge. Yes. And they're like, go read your email if you haven't read your email today. Yes. So I want to know, because you said you printed this email for us. I printed us it out, yeah. And I have not. He almost showed it to me, and I'm like, no, She's I want to like, hear no. it with everybody else. Yeah. So I haven't read this email either. So I want you to talk us through this email. Like you're okay. getting this email. What does it say? How are you feeling like as you're reading this email? Reading it. Yeah. What, what is it saying? That's just, that's putting everybody on edge. That's so terrible.
1: Absolutely. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read it verbatim word for word. Okay. Um, I made a couple of edits to it just because names were in here
0: Okay. and
1: locations were in here as well. Oh, yeah. So I made a couple of edits just to, to make sure that I was doing this the right way. Right. Um, Because I don't want to be that person. Right. So and
0: this is from years ago. Yeah, This is from years ago.
1: Yeah. So this came from the executive director of this organization who very rarely came around. And whenever this person did come around, it was kind of like, uh oh, like they're coming to clean up shop or to do something drastic. Um, So I opened up the email. I'm going to read it um, verbatim word for word. Um, We're going to see how this works out with my feedback gloves on (laughs) so it says
0: this would be a really good point like if you're not watching you probably want to watch (laughs) because it's pretty funny
1: (laughs) so it says team how's everybody i'm doing okay but i'm a little lost i need your help it's that time of year that either makes or breaks the entire year for us so get ready here we go what's the score in every department right now At this moment, does everybody know how to do their job? Do you all know what the six goals are? What are exempt people still leaving before 6.30 p.m.? If the facility is dead between one and four, don't schedule hourly people, full-time or part-time. Are volunteers and staff wearing name badges? Why is staff wearing polos and tees with logos other than our organization? We need new shirts? There seems to be Little to no programming for Fridays and Saturdays. Why? This is money. We're not completing the checklist. We're not properly checking AEDs. We're not checking the restrooms and locker rooms and signing off on the check sheets. There's a water bottle on top of one of the lockers in the men's locker room that has been there for seven days. How is this even possible? Is it even being cleaned? Your pool is extremely dirty. Where's the coffee for the morning group? I've been waiting on this for months. Departments are not having meetings. What's up with the membership standards? Are they being worked on? When was the last time the membership team reviewed them? Page one. (laughs) Wow. All right. On the page two. Why is there very little buzz about our March Madness campaigns? What are we doing? What's going on with the sports people? The sports directors are unimpressive right now. Why is there still very little buzz and signage about upcoming programs and initiatives? If blank, it's a name there, is so weak at his job, why is he working the welcome center alone? While blank, another name, sits in his office during prime time. Why is staff still parking near the entrance? Membership teams are not doing enough. I think they're sitting around waiting on other people to do the job for them. Where is the leadership? (laughs) We spend too much time worried about offices, salaries, positions, power, and fame. Get out of the office. Take ownership of your areas. We can't settle for average. The minimum will not cut it. If you're bored, call me. Please print this page and take it seriously, because I certainly am. This is serious business, and we need to get to work, ladies and gents. Some of you are new and newly promoted. Welcome. This is The Big Leagues. Please excuse my typos, if any. I'm a little confused this morning. Thanks.
0: I'm like... um, That's a
1: lot to unload, isn't it? That
0: is a lot to unload in one email, right? One email. Mm -hmm. So... Wow. I'm just kind of at a loss for words because, first of all, that was all put into one email, right? So you open yes. up this email after talking to your team. This this email went to your entire team?
1: To the entire team.
0: So not just like super, not leadership, no. not no. mid-level manager, no. the entire, all the staff.
1: Yes. Calling was, people out yes.
0: in the email.
1: Yes, I'm going to put this down to the side, unless you want me to keep it to go back over certain points
0: no i'm sh- no <laughs> okay
1: i was about to say because you know your are
0: glo- you're having trouble with your gloves I that, see.
1: well that was enough for me like reading no. this just yeah. once like yeah man
0: yeah so how did you feel when you first open it up after your staff is telling you like this is out there get ready
1: um after i read it the first time like i said i had to take a deep breath and read it again Mm -hmm. And then I was like, okay, this is crazy. Like, I'm maybe I'm over exaggerating. Maybe I'm reading this in the wrong tone. Maybe I'm just looking into it too much. And I read it again for a third time. And then I was like, nah, this is crazy. And my initial thought, and I kid you not, was not about me and how that email made me feel or how I felt like it impacted me it was about my team mm-hmm. because they were on edge when the executive director for the entire organization sends an email like that to everybody and is not even there on site to answer questions
0: Oof. And at the end, this is my favorite part. Excuse any typos.
1: <laughs> I'm a little confused this morning.
0: Wow. Yeah. Like you have the gall to call everybody out. If you're going to do that, you may as well fix all your grammar and your email yeah. people. Definitely. So this is, um, wow. This is just wow. So I would love to know then mm-hmm. how, because this was a long time ago. Yeah, this was a while ago. You have evolved in the probably over a decade since then
1: definitely. as
0: a leader. Um, and from my vantage point, I can see like if I could see being upset if you're not on site and you're the executive director of this organization that has a mission and they have goals and you come in and you feel like people are not doing their job. So I can empathize a little bit with somebody who might feel that way. Right. But what we want to talk about Tonight is really the appropriate way to give appropriate and productive feedback. Um, So, I'm curious. I know we're going to go through our tips about feedback and Mm -hmm. giving good feedback. But what did that prompt you to kind of either uh, figure out behaviors that you wanted to... use moving forward with giving feedback to employees or to people that you are in relationships with? Um, How did how did that particular letter really affect you in your ways of giving feedback to people?
1: Absolutely. So the first thing that it did was kind of provided me with a a self-awareness perspective, Mm -hmm. Um, because once I got that email and I knew that everyone else had gotten it, And there was no forewarning that that email was coming and he didn't really come to our site that often to have all of that type of information to call people out on their performance. Um, You know, it was kind of a self-aware awareness and a self-evaluation time immediately for me. And um, for me, I was like, okay, like this makes you tick and you're ready to fire off and respond um or react if that's the word that you want to use and before I did that like I said my employees were the most important people to me at that time mm-hmm. because for them they were concerned about their jobs i mean think yeah. about the people that worked the membership desk yeah and on the totem pole
0: they're probably the lowest They're level. They're probably
1: the lowest level. Yeah. And, you know, they were concerned. They were like, if the executive director is sending an email like this, then I'm expecting Daryl to come talk to me and say, hey, you've been relieved of your duties.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Like, the, I, I felt like that was what was kind of yeah taking place. And that was the energy that was in that space. So I immediately went to them. Um, Definitely to answer your question, I know that as a professional, I immediately knew like this approach was not effective right this approach was probably the worst approach that you can take and then the second thing is if you're gonna take this approach be there for the people when they read your email yeah be there to answer questions
0: yeah so he dropped the email and was just off-site
1: yeah wasn't somewhere. even there
0: wasn't even there no Oof. wasn't
1: there i, I should have went back and looked at the time stamp and, and seen if he dropped it at like
0: like midnight yeah like
1: midnight. <laughs> Um, since you know, why are people leaving before six thirty p.m.
0: Wow.
1: Um, <laughs> um but no, seriously. Um, I definitely knew immediately just based off of his email that this is not a way or an approach that I want to take to provide feedback, and I definitely knew that this was not a place that I wanted to continue to work as well.
0: Yeah. Wow. So, so how much longer did you stay?
1: Oh, uh, I probably lasted about another. After that email, probably another five months, four or five months.
0: So you were pretty much on your way out after that email.
1: Yeah, definitely. But like I said, my employees, they worked hard for me. They helped me be so successful in my role and in my position that I definitely had to make sure that I did all I could to look out for them and to take care of them. Right. And I did the most that I could. I'm not going to say that I took care of everyone the way they probably would have wanted to be taken care of, but I did the best that I could in my situation, and my position.
0: Gotcha. So I really want to talk about some strategies yeah. to help people understand, especially like things that we have both learned um, as leadership in various roles that we've had, and definitely right. things that you've learned as a leader in roles that you've had. Um, but I want to talk about some of the things that we did brainstorm um, okay. about how to give appropriate and very productive feedback. Okay. Um, and the first one is Hold up. Hold up. Can I interrupt I, you yeah, real
1: quick? Yeah. I got a question. Everybody, yeah. this is impromptu to right here because I actually have notes and she have notes but I want to know what would you do if I sent you an email like this to give you feedback in our relationship
0: <laughs> Oh so I I'm would curious. yeah so I would probably call you <laughs> and be like what I'm just curious. Happened. But no, I mean, I th- that would be an email like that would be very telling that you felt like you couldn't come to me and mm-hmm. say those things to my face um, or that something was very wrong in your eyes that you had to, you know, send an email about it. And sometimes like sending an email can get... Out what you need to get out right um without ha- and like you do it better than having to talk to that person sometimes mm-hmm. but for the most part i would be pretty um taken aback yeah by that um and i think because our relationship is established right and solid it, it would definitely bother me and we would talk about it but I feel like the position that you could be in, like say our relationship was newer or we were, it was like an employee employer relationship. Mm -hmm. I feel like I would feel much more threatened, you know? And so, um, I feel like from my vantage point now, we (laughs) would just have a very long conversation about that and about let's work on the communication aspect. But, from your vantage point, you know, as an employee receiving something like that, right. or even if you were, say, earlier in our relationship, I would feel, I feel like on either side, we would feel threatened by something like that an email or communication like that. Right. And how do you not, you know?
1: Yeah. I'm assuming that I would probably have to bring my feedback gloves to the conversation with you. <laughs> not, and, and the only, but re- I would win. <laughs> Um, the only reason why I asked that question, because I think it's also a good transition point, but just the morality of giving feedback, I think is transferable between Agreed. any type of relationship. So our relationship, which is more personal and intimate or, you know, people at work yeah. or anyone else. I think the foundation piece and the morality of it is consistent mm-hmm. all the way across the board.
0: I completely agree. Yeah. So that's yeah. why
1: I asked because, yeah, you know, even though I'm reading this letter about a work incident, I'm like in our personal relationship, I'm wondering, like, how would that work? And yeah. it probably would work the exact same way it did for me. Like yeah. I was fired up. Yeah, I was like, this this person needs to come talk to me. Right. They need to come see me and we yeah. need to figure this out or I don't need to be with this person or I don't need to continue to work here.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. That could definitely happen. So, yeah, I agree. Well, and I think some of these um, tips that we're going to talk about really kind of hone in on, first of all, let's just, okay, first of all, the very first tip, (laughs) the very first one (laughs) is if you have feedback for somebody, okay, let's say it is at work, let's say it's in a relationship whatever, you do it one-on-one and never in front of other people. For, okay, let's back even further up and not in an email. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I don't think that that type of feedback, what you just read, needs to be voiced in person. And if you are the leader of the organization, as in your example, you need to make yourself available and accessible to people if you're going to have that type of very strongly negative feedback for them. Right. Um, And then secondly, you don't do it publicly. I can't even believe, like my mind is blown that this person name dropped Oh yeah. In an email about very negative feedback they had about, about somebody. Mm -hmm. This is an overall no, no. I don't care if it is a job that somebody is not performing right. I don't care if it is a failed relationship. I don't care if it is a, I don't care what it is. It is inappropriate and immoral to name drop when you're giving negative feedback like that in front of other people.
1: I agree 100%. And, um, I think that, like you said, do it with the person and one on one, because your credibility depends on that. Like if you do this type of stunt where you send this email and I'll call it a stunt, like your credibility is shot.
0: Yeah, people, people
1: are out the door like me.
0: People are not going to trust or respect. They're not going to
1: trust you. They're either going to be out the door or they're going to always be on edge or they're going to always be worried. And it's not going to be a productive work environment. Because they're not going to be able to do what they need to do because they're going to be worried about getting another email or mm. getting fired. Mm-hmm. One of those two. The email is almost worse than getting fired because it's like you're on notice and everybody knows you're unnoticed and everybody's watching you. And all this person did was gave that feedback. And then they didn't give any recommendations, no solutions, which. I think it's probably like another one I tip yeah. somewhere further down. But
0: well, and additionally, I, I just want to point out, and this is this could be an idiosyncrasy or just a dichotomy of getting, giving feedback, mm-hmm. but it's true and it holds true and it stands true. And so I think we need to acknowledge it is that if you have negative feedback for somebody, it doesn't matter if it's employee or if it is um, relationship, you do it. In private. If it's positive feedback, it's actually very helpful to do it in front of other people because it's affirmation. But you have to know that if you're going to be a leader or if you're going to be a contributing person in a relationship. So I think that's important to think about. Definitely. So the second action um, to giving feedback and just to make it very productive is to be very specific and to focus on behaviors or actions of that person. And especially when you're talking about maybe if you have feedback on something you want them to change, you always have to go in with an example. Always.
1: Yeah. It's good to have examples because that's That's what people are looking for, and that's what they can relate to. If you just come in and give a general statement or a general feedback with no examples, um, they're gonna be wondering the whole time, like, what did they see me do? What was it? What caused this interaction? What caused this conversation? What caused this feedback? So definitely making sure that you go in with specific behaviors and actions um, because that one sets the tone of the conversation because the person knows what it's about and knows why it's being held. And then two, that puts them in a place to be open to the feedback.
0: Right. And I will say that the letter is not something or this email you read is not something I would ever recommend anybody do in practice. But the one thing they got right is they were very specific. Very. Yeah. Very specific uh, about yeah. the behaviors and actions that needed to change. And that is really, really important. Yeah. So, your first thing is making sure it's private, which this person did not do. Making sure you're not calling people out in front of everybody else, which this person did not do. But they did very well make sure that things were specific. Yeah, so, you guys focused. knew exactly like, oh, you yeah. you sure as heck better have coffee ready in the morning. <laughs> he's or, been, yeah. Yeah, or yeah, he's been I don't, I don't this, know. Waiting but... on
1: this for however long you yeah.
0: You better have coffee ready. In the Get that morning. coffee ready. That's right. So, um, I, that is good. That was yeah. that was a good thing that happened, and that, the one good thing that happened in that letter, and that leads us into the third one, which is to give feedback based on facts and not interpretations. And I think this can be hard.
1: This is probably the most, um, probably the most difficult one because mm-hmm. everyone has their bias. Everyone is gonna. Yes. Immediately build their perception um, and and that plays a lot into the delivery of feedback and that could be in the actual feedback itself or how you communicate that feedback. So I think this is one of the most challenging ones, but it is the most important. So um, making sure that, you know, you stay with the facts you don't go off of what you heard. Yeah. You don't go off of what you think. You go off of the facts.
0: I think it can be, I think this can be difficult too in that you definitely want to stick to facts. I have been in situations before as a leader and as a manager of other people. And that I've had to give them feedback. And the feedback was about, um, it was about behaviors, but it was almost sometimes more about personality traits and what we like to term fit in the team. I'm sure people have heard that term fit. Are they fitting? Yeah. <laughs> um, and and that is difficult because it is more perception-based. Yeah. Um. So I think that you just want to be really careful to not make sure that it's interpretive, that it's very factual-based. You're going to get a lot further that way.
1: Absolutely. And um, this is one that, You know, every now and then I'll have a challenge with this one because I like to try to think out ahead Mm -hmm. of the situation. So during the feedback, I'm giving that with where I'm thinking out ahead, and sometimes it's not accurate in that moment. And I've, you know, received feedback, which we'll talk about later, that okay, you're confusing me now because I didn't even do that. So what are you telling me about this for? Right. Um, So it's very difficult to do that, but it's important.
0: Right. I agree. Um, And then the fourth tip is to link your feedback to the impact that it had. Um, And that's important because, well, (laughs) if you have a negative behavior or action, then that feedback has to go back to the actual impact. So like, Mm -hmm. for example, if you have an employee who their negative action is that they showed up to work 20 minutes late, you not only have to tell them like you showed up to work 20 minutes late and that's against our policy, but you also have to explain to them the negative impact it had. So you showed up to work 20 minutes late. And the reason that this is so important is that... You actually, like the rest of your coworkers, had to pick up your slack. And so, right, like time is so important in most organizations. And so this is one that can cross multiple organizations, multiple types of organizations. But in reality, you have to tell them not just the fact that it's just just policy. Like nobody is going to relate to that, even if they know it's policy. If you explain the impact it had, like your coworkers had to pick up your slack, we ran behind on providing customer service to our customers coming in, like it had a major impact on our operations, our functions. You have to be able to describe that
1: absolutely and i think that this goes in perfectly with giving them the big picture because a lot of times depending on what their role is or their responsibility is they might only know that and and don't know how they fit into the big picture so when you're giving feedback you let them know the impact and how what they did or what they do is impacting the big picture and i think that that really helps them kind of take that feedback Um, And I think that it also lets them know that they are valued and what they do matter. Right. So I definitely think that making sure that you clarify those impact points. Yeah. Paint the big picture.
0: I think that's a really good um, talking point or not talking point, but just what you brought up was that they actually do contribute to the larger mission of the organization or the company and to understand the impact that your mistake or whatever you're getting feedback on has on that entire mission. That's huge. Especially when people feel like they are an integral part of the organization. Absolutely. So, yes. Yes. Um, I want to talk about the next one. Have you heard of, I assume that you've heard of this because of <laughs> how we work and where we work, but I don't know if other people have heard of this, the Oreo cookie approach.
1: Why you got to do the Oreos? <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
0: You know, Oreos.
1: Why you got to do the Oreos?
0: The Oreo cookie approach. So.
1: What color are Oreos?
0: They're black and white, baby.
1: Okay, black and white. All right.
0: That's why we use it. So, Oreos.
1: Wow. She going to hit me with the Oreo. The
0: Oreo cookie approach. All right. Go ahead. Okay. So. What the Oreo cookie <laughs> approach is, is that for every piece of negative feedback, and sometimes I agree with this and sometimes I don't, and I'll explain why in a second, but for every piece of negative feedback you have, you sandwich it between two pieces of positive feedback. So like That's you got the sandwich approach, right? So it could it's sure. I've always called it the Oreo cookie approach. Well, I've got offensive. Because I like Oreos. Okay, I'm sorry if I offend you <laughs> in your Oreos. We'll call it the sandwich approach. The sandwich approach. So, anyway, now No, okay. we'll go with the Oreos. Okay, I'm, so I'm okay the, with so that. the Oreos. The so, Oreos is good. Oreos sandwich, whatever. So anyway, the <laughs> negative is in the middle, right? And you're. But that's
1: the best part. Don't people like try to take the cookies apart to get it? I just to can't the, with you tonight. I'm sorry. I just can't. Okay. Stay you're focused. You're ruining
0: my example. I
1: got to stay focused. Stay focused. I am. Focused. But you brought up the Oreo, and now you're going to talk about the best. What'd you say?
0: I do love Oreos.
1: What's in the middle? The cream. I know the cream is in the middle. Oh. The best part?
0: <laughs> the negative. The
1: negative. The negative is the best part of the Oreo.
0: For you, Not, I prefer the cookie. You
1: put. Pre- Oh. Okay,
0: Okay, never mind. I can't talk to you tonight. Let's go.
1: (laughs) Come on. Go ahead, finish. I promise I'm not going to cut you off anymore in this next... Six seconds? Yes.
0: Okay, so the Oreo cookie approach is that you have the negative feedback in the middle, and then you have the positive feedback on either side. So that's like you come in and you say you did this very well and I so appreciate this about you. And then you give them the negative feedback. It almost like softens the blow. And then you end with a positive feedback. So this is something that we've heard over and over for a long time, just with our background in higher education. This is something that is widely practiced and used. I somewhat Believe in it because I truly believe like our next tip says that you should incorporate both positive and negative feedback, especially if that is a valued person in your organization. If you have negative feedback, you don't want to just hit him with, bam, you suck. Goodbye, like go change and that's it. And it's, you know, I've told you this before multiple times just in our relationship. I need to have positive words of affirmation from you And then you can give me feedback like I need to know, Okay, I think you did a really good job on this, but here's what you need to change or here's how you can be better. And then I'm more likely to receive it. I'm more open to receiving it.
1: So can I just bring you a pack of Oreos? Oh,
0: my gosh.
1: (laughs) And then just give you the feedback no (laughs) that that won't work i'll just bring you a pack of oreos and then give you the feedback
0: because what if i get negative feedback i got a pack of oreos and then i get really negative feedback but what if i'm like well i might get fired and he gave me a pack of oreos to make me feel better if i might get fired
1: oreos for the road
0: oh my goodness
1: anyways um yeah i've heard of the oreo or the sandwich approach um and (laughs) i think it works for particular people okay um, I think that you can't just really like take one approach and use it for everybody, which I think that's, that's the true. case for everything. You have to make sure that you know your team. You, you have to make sure that you know how they like to receive feedback and what works for them. And if it's the Oreo or the sandwich approach, then you give it to them that way. Some people are straight shooters and they like for the information or the feedback to come so that they can start to focus on um, what they're going to do to move forward. Some people are a little bit more emotional and like to take time and and kind of gather themselves and they want the, okay, this is what you're doing positive. This is a way that you can improve as opposed to whatever the negative side or the feedback may be. Mm -hmm. So I think it depends on the person. It depends on how well you know the person and how the person likes to receive feedback. And then taking that approach. But definitely is important to make sure that you reinforce the positives so that they know that, all right, I'm doing this well, I want to make sure I keep this up. And then with the negatives, they know I need to improve this. So how you do that or how you give that information to them when you're providing feedback, I think depends on the person and depends on your style as well Yeah. and how you're known and what you're known for. So, for instance, if you are known as a more direct person um, and you don't. Always take the Oreo or the sandwich approach and then you come in and try to pretend to be something. They're going to look at you and be like, this isn't even you. What are you doing? Like, why are you being like this? Great point. Um, So I I, I wanted to make sure that I added that into. And the only reason why is because it's me. If I go in and I'm like. So listen here. Hey, how are you doing today? Like I got brought some tissues for the conversation and I'm telling you, everything is going to be all right and we're going to make it through this. Like they're going to look at me and be like, uh, what are you doing? What's wrong with you? Take your tissues. True. Um. So
0: that's true. Although I think that you can still give. I don't think you have to be inauthentic or fake. I think that if you. Yeah. If you strategize and you move into a conversation that you know you're going to have important feedback, whether it's in a relationship or whether it is at work or whatever, and you strategize beforehand and you, you're you like, okay, I need to give specific feedback about this. How can I help them still feel valued when yeah. this could make them feel like I don't value what they've contributed or what their work is or, you know, whatever it is. Definitely. So I think that there is definitely strategies that you can employ without being inauthentic. I think that's a really good point. I think yeah. you you don't want to be inauthentic. You don't want to come off as fake. But you also want to make sure that that person still feels like they're valued.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I did that with you, I think, recently. I was like, hey, listen. All the here. time. I'm like, hey, listen here. Like <laughs> You've hey, learned. I only got one side of the cookie. You know what I mean? The other one, I took it off and, and it's gone somewhere. <laughs> You ate it. So Yeah. And I'm like, so listen here, like I'm about to tell you this and, and I want to let you know that it's going to be okay. Like, I'm not like, yeah. hey, you did this so great, but I'm like, hey, I'm about to tell you this. And yeah, that's true. Like, don't get caught up in your feelings. Like, just hear me out for what I'm about to say. And that's then true. like, sometimes for you, you're just like, okay, like give it to me.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: Um, So
0: I, I, I guess you're right. That prep for me does help, but it took us, it took us it years to get there. It took a long, to long time get to get there.
1: Oh yeah. It took and a so long if you don't
0: have years with somebody to get there then you might want to... Bring the Oreos. Bring the Oreos to the conversation, yeah.
1: Without milk.
0: Oh. So the last step <laughs> that we want to talk about in giving great feedback is, um, when, um especially when you talk about productive feedback, you really want to give feedback that a person can actually take and then improve themselves or change their action. Like, you want to see some sort of change. And so... Um, the last one is to really prioritize the action steps that you want that person to focus on after the conversation is done, right?
1: Yeah, that's very important.
0: And um, to me, this just means that, again, you're kind of going in, if you're the person giving the feedback, then you have strategy moving into the conversation. You're, You're making them still feel valued, but you're giving them the feedback that they need to hear in very specific terms about behaviors or actions that had an impact on the organization. And then you also outline the action steps that they need to take to get better or to improve or to fix a mistake if they need to. And I think that's the most important thing because sometimes you could just go in, you could negate everything I just said and say like, you did this, you suck, Imp- get better or you're gone. And that's not, that's not a good strategy moving in with feedback. You have to incorporate all of the things we talked about, including the Let me help you think through action steps to fix this or to get better or whatever it is.
1: Yeah. And I like what you said to kind of wrap that up at the end. Think through your action steps prior. Mm -hmm. Come to the meeting with action steps. Don't make them up right there on the spot. So don't get so caught up on making sure that your message comes across and you're given the feedback and you don't take the time to prepare the action steps and bring them with you to the meetings. And they may be up for discussion, they may be needed adjustments or tweaked a little bit, but at least bring them and don't make make it up. Because that's something that I fell into a couple of times where I'm like, I gotta go give this feedback. I gotta go give it now because the timing right now is important. And then I would go in there and then when I would get down to the action steps, I'm like, oh crap. And then I would just try to make them up on the spot. And that does not go over well, because if you're giving feedback, it always seems to work out that everything that you say, the person that you're giving the feedback to in that moment takes it literally. Yeah. So if you make up action steps on the spot, they're going to take that literally. And if you go back and think I didn't mean that or that's not how that was supposed to come across. Now you got to go backtrack and then it goes back to credibility. The person, the person's going to be like, okay, they came and gave me feedback. Now they're coming to backtrack on the feedback that they gave me because they didn't think through the feedback that it was giving me. Should I even be taking feedback from this person anyways? Seriously.
0: That's a good point. That's really true.
1: So I I definitely wanted to make sure that um, I I spoke on that a little bit because that is something that I have done because I was so instantaneously focused on giving the feedback and I had to go in and give the feedback. And then I'm like, dang, I didn't even prepare. I didn't even come with the action steps. Yeah. Let's see what I can come up with real quick. Mm.
0: Not a good idea. Nope,
1: not at all. Learn from me. Don't do it.
0: <laughs> yes, good. Good. Well, that's I all I know that- better now. <laughs> yes, good. So that's all that we have for this week on giving feedback. And mm-hmm. next week, I'm really excited because we're going to talk about receiving feedback. And Ooh. I think this, is, this one is really- it can be hard it's hard for me to receive feedback and not get defensive Mm -hmm. like it's something that daryl and i work on in our relationship constantly because i'm like i need you to work with me you know i get defensive right so you need to help me do this better and so it's constantly a work in progress for me and
1: a job in itself for me (laughs) i love you though baby thanks dear so much
0: so anyway we're gonna talk a lot more about how to actually receive feedback so that you can improve and that you can be your best self possible next week
1: definitely so you want to go through real quick not do a recap but just list them off
0: yeah list off the six that we talked about so how to give feedback best ways to give feedback yes first of all one-on-one, never in front of people, right? Um, Then you want to really be specific and focus on behaviors and actions that that person actually did. And then you want to make sure that it's based on facts and not interpretations because you can fall into a bad trap when you start getting into perceptions and interpretations. You also want to link your feedback to the impact that it had on the organization or the company or the relationship if you're talking about personal feedback. Then you want to incorporate both positive and negative feedback so that person still feels like they're valued in their role. And then you want to prioritize the action steps that that person can take moving forward. Maybe it's brainstorming with them those things. Maybe you're coming to the meeting with the strategy already in your head of what they can do, Um, but you want to make sure that they have action steps left.
1: Absolutely. And what I'll do is I'll post these six in the show notes so that you can go and, and look at them and follow up a little bit more if you want to. Um, but yeah this was good
0: yep looking forward to next week
1: oh yes yeah so we'll talk to you guys then yep until then
0: bye peace hey everybody if you liked today's episode please subscribe to the success in black and white podcast you'll get notified every time a new episode is posted which is every Tuesday
1: if you loved this episode help us spread the love rate and leave a review on our iTunes podcast episode also Share that you listen on social media and tag us on your posts. My social media handle is I am Daryl Lovett on all social media platforms.
0: And mine is April Dawn Lovett on all social media platforms as well. Thanks for listening. Oh, my gosh. You sound like Keith Sweat.
1: Oh, my goodness. Really? (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) Oh. Oh, did it record?
1: (laughs) Yeah.